Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. The Heralds of Greenness take a short rest to bind their wounds and recover from the fight with the dragon and Evelyn. While searching the dragon's lair, they loot some armor and weapons, including a bow that Travancore has been told about from his home country, as well as a magic sword that Jonathan is experimenting with. When the kobolds who worship the cave dragon arrive and discover the carnage, some quick talking and persuasion and a little bit of deception convince them that Evelyn was actually to blame, and they should no longer be beholden to a dragon and take charge of their own destiny. As the kobolds pick up the pieces of their lair, the party head back into the winding tunnels of Undermountain, intent on returning home. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, also known as Obercrazy. I have another entry into the Cider Wars, <gasps> although mm. it's kind of, I warned you about this last week, so I had the Finn River Cider, the Habanero last week. This was the the other flavor that I decided to try, which is their black, is it currant or currant? Current. Current. Finn River Cider Black Current also comes in this lovely bottle. It's a bit more, it's it's cider, but it's a bit more wine-like. It's It's got that, that... Ooh, bitterness to it, but it's good. I like it. I think I like the habanero better. And the next time I'm going to I'm gonna go try their pear because the pear looked really, really good. I was excited about that one. Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Muscular tonight. I have a new drink. Ooh. So I was playing Sea of Thieves with uh, friends of the show, Goober and Izzy the other day. And I had to, needed to make a rum drink, but I didn't have any other mixers. Like I didn't have my normal Coke. So because I, of course, for Sea of Thieves. For, of course, for Sea of Thieves, <laughs> I have to drink rum. So I made what I thought was a dark and stormy. And after describing it to Izzy, she's like, eh, it's not really a dark and stormy. And I was like, well, it's sort of like a dark and stormy. What should we call it? And she suggested that it be called a dusky and overcast. It is uh, Bacardi light rum, uh, some diet ginger ale. And that's it. And it's actually really good. <laughs> okay. And so out of curiosity for anyone who wants to make this drink at home, since it is just two ingredients, is it 50-50? Oh, no. I mean, oh, no. Okay. It depends on how much you're into Sea of Thieves. Because as anyone who's been to any kind of convention with me, you know that my drink proportions shift. They're dynamic, fluid. They they will start off one way and end another. Okay. So yes, Jenga. You know you know that very well. Rum coffee. <laughs> we we all do. Uh, <laughs> and tonight's shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to friends of the show, Hunted Shadows LLC for hey! all your tax needs or just tax needs. You need to hit up Hunted Shadows LLC. They are great. They are super duper awesome friends of the show. Local friends to me. They keep I me out of prison. They, they and Yay! Yes. They do great things for our friends. So Hunted Shadows LLC, this is for you. You look very co concerned, Jules. I'm sorry. I d Point of order. She makes sure that all of his taxes are good. Oh, she does the okay. same for me. She yeah, yeah no. Like, so you make sure that I'm not committing tax fraud or like fucking up shit and going to prison because of that. 
Exactly. It'd be like white collar resort prison. <laughs> It'd still be prison. It'd be bad. I was worried you had committed a real crime, not <laughs> a just trying to be an honest person and she helps you do that. Yes. See, as a freelancer, my taxes are very muddled. There's like 1099. Mm-hmm. I think I had four W-2s and seven 1099s this year, plus like all my write-offs and everything like that. So Iris helps make it all make sense. And as a fellow freelancer, I am in the exact same boat. So Carlton... Since since we're in the same boat together, why don't you go next? What are you drinking? I'm basically drinking a uh, a glass of sugar, and it is a uh, Mountain Dew Blue Freeze Slurpee. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, uh, so Katie and I uh. took the dog to the park, and we went hiking, and it was a very active day, and it was nice out and hot, and then we were done, and she's like, man, I really want a Slurpee. I was like, all right, let's get Slurpees. And it yeah. was like right before showtime, and I was like, I'll just keep drinking it. But yeah, right. it's, let's, uh, let's see your tongue. It, let's see your, ah, your tongue. Nice. Yeah, it's, blue. it's all yep. kinds of blue. Classic. It's all sorts of blue. It's, it's super attractive. Well, I think that might be the first time we've had a freeze on the show. Yeah, there might be a point where, like, that's, if I get a crit, Ollie will chug whatever's left so I get a major brain freeze with a crit. No. I'm, no, don't do that to yourself. Crits are supposed to be celebrations. I, I don't mind the freeze part. It's the Mountain Dew that made me go, Ugh. Yeah. But, I figured know, I would but, get the weirdest one they had because, like, the classic is the Coke flavor, but I'm like, let me go with a... Uh, and then, like, half the other flavors had the little light that says, don't get. And I'm like, all right, well, uh. I'll, I'll follow the advice of a light. <laughs> as, as someone who creates light, Bernie, what are you drinking? It's like... Transitions. I both am glad to hear that and just like, no, Carlton, no, you're not. No, that's not how that works. Um, we ha- I have another, because it is, ladies and gentlemen, at time of recording, April fucking 16th. And it's... I see. Stephen and I spent the day watching branches break off of a, the tree outside of our apartment and fall on the sidewalk below. Oh, because no. Because the weight of the ice on the tree branches. That's some uh, major ice, yeah. Yeah. Because those trees can usually stand some ice. It's, it's not like this is suddenly you're in the south and there's a, a little bit of an ice storm. For, yeah, for you guys like up in time. Canada, for that to happen. Whoa. This is like a, this is a pretty, this is a hard, this is a hardwood tree. But yeah, so it's spring. Um, and we luckily had beer in our fridge. And so I have another mad and noisy, which you guys know I absolutely love. Um, and it's my sister's birthday tomorrow. So Yay. she's hey. pretty mad and noisy too. So it's a fitting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love all that. Denga, coming up at the at the rear, not intentionally, but just because I like ending with you when, when we're ending on your little story arc here with Evelyn. How are you doing and what are you drinking? Hi, everyone. I'm actually doing okay. Thank you for asking. Good people of Faerun. <laughs> Travancore's choice this evening is I came this close when I was at Rocco's on, uh, on Providence Road to picking something for the Cider Wars. I saw some Austin East Ciders thing. I'm like, should I get that? They are tasty. But then I saw peanut butter. Specifically, I saw Young Brewing Company's Chocolate Peanut Butter Crunch Porter. And I waited until this very second to try it because I want to do the whole live taste testing thing. So do it. Yeah. here we go. So fun. <gasps> do it. Do it. I'm excited. That sounds delicious. Ooh, it's actually pretty good. Like, I en- I'm a peanut butter fiend. I love this stuff, even though it can kill some people. And very appropriately, you know, the Viceroy, two Viceroys before Travancore, the Viceroy was the Viceroy of Maniunk. So uh, so I think it's a good fitting tribute to the late Evelyn Iyer, even though she doesn't deserve it. But she kind of got a raw hand, so so kind of like pouring a 40 on the sidewalk, the equivalent, the Proconomy's equivalent, I should say. <laughs> the chocolate peanut butter porter <laughs> equivalent. Oh, Let no. me see that can. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a great can. Right? That's really good. For for all our listeners at home, you're going to be able to find pictures of his beer on Instagram when you hear this next week. Hey, what's our Instagram? Our Instagram, that is such a good point. Our Instagram is at dungeon underscore drunks. I should. I'm bad. I'm so bad at Instagram. But we have an Instagram and you should not be bad at Instagram. And you can follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks. And now let's actually play D&D because that's what most people are here for. Hey, guys, you are leaving the lair of a dead cave dragon and a whole bunch of kobolds. Uh, Jonathan semi leading the way with a flaming sword lighting up the area. You've been warned not to stray from the same path that you took to get in there, uh, specifically so that you don't go into where the, the eggs are being laid, as you you are fairly well aware that kobolds being scaly and reptile probably lay eggs. And I assume at this point you are just backtracking your way back to the surface? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Carefully. All right. You guys head on out. I will be a kind DM and I'll say that you guys get out of the Cobalt Warren back to kind of that that central hub following the same path without any problems, without straying off the path, unless you guys want to. I do need to know, since you know the way back, and since your animal companions have already tracked their way here, I'm not going to make them re-roll to track your way back to basically follow level and sent back. But you do have to make like about a two and a half hour trek through winding tunnels, go back up that that rope ladder and get back to where you were. Are you going to try to do it quickly? Are you going to try to do it carefully? Or are you going to try to do it stealthily? What would you like to do? You know, Jonathan the Magimuscular remembers his companion, Travancore, razzing him about a flaming sword when they were trying to be careful. And Jonathan the Magimuscular takes this to heart, uh, extinguishes the flaming sword, receives it. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Jonathan. Yo. I would like you to make an intelligence saving throw. What? Oh, dear. <laughs> I'd like you to make an intelligence saving throw. You heard the woman. Oh, dear. Yep. Oh, yeah. hold on. I, I have contingencies, I think. Do you have contingency? I thought that's well, high level I mean, spell. Your intelligence, your intelligence is pretty high, high so that should I, be your contingency. But if you've got something else well, going Well, no, I rolled a three, and so it's an eight. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Jonathan, you look around you. You've made it out of these warrens. You guys start to talk with each other about how you want to proceed for the next like two and a half hours of, of this trek. You're looking down the hallway with this flaming sword in your hand. You go to dis- to extinguish it and you turn around. You are surrounded by kobolds. All of them have weapons drawn, hatred in their eyes. And I need everyone to roll initiative. Guys, yeah, we, we made a wrong left turn. Bullshit. Just a Dexy boy. Dexy boy. So I need initiative rolls. I need from Jonathan. Uh, 15. And Shadow. No, Shadow rolled a 22, but that's a natural 20. So everybody drink. Oh, hey, I'll drink to that. Hey, I'll drink to Shadow being dexterous. And I guess it's dexterity, right? Yeah. Literally a Dexy beast. Carlton? Uh, I got a 14 on my initiative. And Travancore? 20, but... Dirty. Dirty. Dirty 20. Bucks. Bucks gets a five. And Bernie. Bernie got a 17. Okay. It's Shadow's turn. What would Shadow like to do? All right. So how many kobolds are here again? Have Shadow roll a perception check. Okay. Detective Shadow percepts. Yeah, it's an eight. He doesn't see any kobolds. (laughs) 
Okay. All right. Does um, he smell them? Yeah. I'll give him the advantage for the smell check. Go ahead and roll it again. Ten. I mean, he smells the leftover scent of cobalt because this is the main hub where they were coming in and out of their warren, but he doesn't smell immediate cobalt. All right. Um, since he doesn't know where they are, he's going to position himself uh, actually right in front of Travancore, and he's going to ready a bite for any kobolds or bad guys coming Travancore or the party's way. All right. He readies a bite. And Travancore, it's your turn. All right. Travancore. Now he's going to try and see if there's anything out there. All right. Go ahead and roll a perception check. 23. You don't see any kobolds. Huh. Okay. Jonathan, do you actually, I should, I should, well, no, you all have dark vision, even if the sword is off. So even if, so you turn the sword off, but you all have dark vision. So no, you do not see any cobalt. All right. Uh, Travancore is going to ready his, uh, well, I guess he has Isil Gaul now. Let me see if I'm saying that right. Isil Gaul? Isil Gaul! Put it in the fire! <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying Isil Gaul. Isil Gaul. I came up with it, so I guess that's correct, but it's your language, so... Oh. Well, Isilgal. That's uh, so okay. I will how be guided you, how by would I you say in that? that in in Prakanamese? Oh, however you would like to say it, I will go by whatever you say. Isilgal. Yeah, there we go. Isilgal. So he draws Isilgal and he readies um just a regular area trying to figure out what this thing can do. And uh, if anyone like he sees anybody, upon seeing anybody or anyone attacking him or anyone in the party, that arrow is going to go off immediately. And I guess do I would I still get advantage on that attack? Because my I came before, but there's no one to attack, right? No, you would have to have actually attacked. I I think the way that works is that you, if I remember that ability correctly, it's if you rolled higher in the initiative on your first turn, right? Then you get the advantage. Once you decide to hold your action, I don't think you can you can do that anymore. I don't know what what raw is, but that's going to be my ruling. Once you decide to hold that, you can hold the the attack, but you're not going to get the advantage anymore. But at this point, you don't see anybody, so... Yeah, yeah, so so there's an arrow waiting for anyone who should cross our path. Okay. Bernie, it's your turn. You watch as Jonathan stops dead and turns around in shock. And everybody starts to look around. I can talk, right? Yeah, it's part of your action. It's part of your... Well, part of your... It's a free action. As long as it's not a speech. <laughs> uh, J Jonathan? It's... It's... I mean, we all know something's wrong, but like, Jonathan, what's there? They followed us. They they are all around us. They they've chosen to die. Jonathan, you hear a, a cobalt swearing at you in draconic. Can we hear it? Uh, Bernie, roll a perception check. I don't understand how I could get better than a twenty-six on that perception check. No, because my bonus is a five, so that's an eleven. You don't hear anything. Jonathan, uh -oh. there's there's nothing there. They know they're they came back and yeah, they've this sucks, but they they're gonna die. You Jonathan? Mm. All all you hear is more swearing in draconic as they You speak yeah, draconic, the, right? Yeah. These ungrateful yeah. little shits. They're calling you the they are all around you and they're calling you the worst the worst names possible. And also hurtful things like God Slayer and and uh, Killer of My Father and things like that. Jonathan, we have to... Jonathan, let's go. There's no one here. And they're saying you, you should have gone when you had the chance and now you are going to die. 
Jocelyn, uh, no, we have to go. No. Get on the ladder. They are going to die. They are going to die. And um, so... Uh, so, Bernie, what on. would you like to do? What's my, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I still have... Yeah, because that's that's just that's kind of your six seconds of interaction of of talking. You still have all of your your action, your bonus action. Anything you'd like to do? Yeah, Bernie's gonna cast detect magic. Okay. Besides the stuff that is currently on your party members that are magic that you would know of, yeah, because that just stays on for like ten minutes, right? And you just can scan around. Up to ten minutes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can, if you would like to, as your bonus, so as your action, you cast detect magic, you kind of instinctually ignore your party members' magical items because you know what those are. Uh, you can take a bonus action and scan around you. You don't detect anything. Jonathan, there's, there's nothing magical here. Nope, there's just a bunch of shitty kobolds. We're goddamn ungrateful for what we've done for them. Yeah, Jonathan, all you hear are these kobolds right next to you calling you the worst names possible. Oh, he's being black bladed. Black blade, 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 blade. Anything else, Bernie? <sighs> I mean, she's just going to be ready. Like, I don't think she can do anything. Yeah, that's kind of your, your, I mean, you could move. I think you, she you've might. You've done your action, your bonus action, but you. How close are we towards that ladder? Are we like in the. Oh, you're like two and a half hours away. You guys oh. just got outside of the tunnels of the, the Warren and you were deciding on how you wanted to make this journey of if you want to be quick, if you want to be stealthy, that kind of thing. So you, you're just hours away from that. Okay, so Bernie's going to kind of just, what, I don't know if she could do anything. All you've really got left is move. Do you want to move? Where am I in relationship? I'm usually in the middle, aren't I? Uh, usually. So, um, you guys had kind of gathered in a, in a group. I'll let you decide since, um, we hadn't really set a marching order. I'll let you decide where you would like to have been. I think she's gonna move. Something's wrong in her eyes with Jonathan. So she's gonna move towards him and put like a hand on him. Okay. And say, let's, we have to go. We will, Bernie. We just. Jonathan, you don't hear Bernie. In fact, it's your turn. All you see around you are cobalts. And All one right. of them is trying to grab you. Okay. Um, I am going to fireball, but in a direction where I can sculpt around my... You don't see your friends anywhere. All right. Then I just drop it right in front of me. Okay. So I need everybody to make uh, its dexterity saving throws. Well, who's in front of me? A bunch of... You see a bunch of kobolds all around you. Right. Okay. Well... Okay, I need everybody to roll dexterity saving throws. I'm not throwing it at... I mean, there's no... So we're... Bernie and I are in the back of the formation? Bernie is the... Because usually we're in the middle. Bernie is the kobold trying to grab you, babe. So Bernie came walking up to you and and put her hand on you. Um, Everybody was kind of in a group as you guys were deciding where you wanted to go. And Jonathan, as far as you are concerned, you uh, went to go put the, the flame sword out and turned to your companions to have this discussion, and they are no longer here. You are surrounded by enemies. I, I know. So what? John, so what's going through Jonathan the Magic Muscular's mind is he is going to fireball right in front of him. Okay. So there's it's impossible for him to get everyone because unless he is in the back. So he's going to fireball in front of him, and his thinking is he's going to run forward and give himself a better position. Okay, so I'll say that Bernie and 
it'd probably be Bernie and Carlton would be the people in the front. Would I normally, seeing as many times as Jonathan has cast Fireball, knowing the, hearing the verbal and the somatic, do I hear him start casting so that I am aware that this is about to happen? Uh... Go ahead and roll an insight check. I'll let you do an off-turn insight check. Well, I just need to know because Danger Sense lets me roll Dexterity Saving Throws with advantage. Yep. Go ahead and roll an insight check. Nine. I'm going to say, because Bernie walked up and seemed to be concerned about what was going on, you became concerned. And so, yes, I will let Danger Self go off. Cool. So I need Bernie and Carlton to make Dexterity Saving Throws since Jonathan would have been like, behind you and where he's placing this to try to run away uh it would hit the two of you so uh what did you roll i got an 18 that's that's a 10 i got a 10 then okay um i got an 18 can i use my 18 uh because i'll jonathan that's a save right for you i would save with an 18 you would save with an 18 yes can i interpose myself but seeing the fireball go off can I try to interpose myself between Bernie and Jonathan to take the full brunt of that damage? It's an a- Br- it's an area like yeah right here's like here's I kind of want to just shield Bernie so like I'll take full damage and maybe she would get the save instead and so she won't get as burned. Here's what I'll say, Carlton. You are able to move in such a way that you block Coco Snoot so that he doesn't get hit. He gets like shoved a little bit out of this. I was wondering so, when you were going to realize that Coco Snoot should have died in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of realized that a little bit later and I went, you know what? We didn't have to deal with that. That's okay. But oh. in this case, what I will say is because Carlton thought of it, Coco Snoot is like in your attempt to shield Bernie, you move because you know Coco Snoot is, she's riding Coco Snoot. So you try to move the dog. The dog is pushed just out of his his range. Okay. So yeah, Bernie's going to take- huddling, I've gotten off the dog. Or at least at this point, if you haven't gotten off the dog, he's managed to get the dog a little bit out of the way. So uh, Bernie's going to take full damage. Carlton's going to take half damage. Jonathan, how much damage was that? Uh, that was 37. Okay. Jonathan, would you like to do anything else? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to move forward. I'm assuming Carlton I'm- survived. Bernie, are you still up? Oh, you took Oh, you took it. How many? Uh, right. Did I math that right? Half of 37 would be 18? Mm-hmm. That sounds right yeah. to me. So yeah, because I'm quick sometimes. <laughs> even even when moving a mastiff who is being ridden by a gnome. I just, I need to know so that I can RP this correctly. Four. Bernie, are you still conscious? Bernie's got 16 points of health. Okay. Uh, Jonathan, this fireball goes off and two of the kobolds that are in front of you are, one of them is seriously hurt. The other one seems to, to manage to like dodge most of it, but they are still there. All right, he is going to run forward and start yelling, guys, where are you? Where are you? And as he's, okay. he runs forward 30 feet. I want to take an OA to try to knock him, knock him out unconscious. Uh, Yeah, sure. Go ahead and make a non-lethal attack. All right, it's going to hit you with the blunt side of my axe. All right, he just fireballed. And didn't, like, I'm used to getting in the fireball, but I'm not used to getting hit by it. So I'm not very happy about it. So I know something's wrong with my bud. So I'm just like, mm, bah. all right, uh, Jonathan, 27. That'll hit. All right. Uh, uh, that'll be uh, 16 points of damage. Okay. Take it. I'm assuming you're still up. Oh, yeah. Okay. You fireballed. You've moved 30 feet. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Nope. Okay. 
Jonathan, I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. I think that I think so. Yeah. 18. 18? Okay. You book it 30 feet, yelling for your friends. You look back at where you saw these kobolds that had attacked you, and your friends are standing there. I smacked the sense back into Jonathan. Yes. <laughs> um no, I think I and I wanna Nope. Arcana check. On I'm, what? On this effect. I know something's wrong because I was surrounded by kobolds and now they're gone and my friends are there. Singed. Okay. I'll say since you haven't taken a bonus action yet, I'll say, yeah, you can. Uh, 22. Um, so you're just kind of doing a, you're thinking about what the hell, what the hell just happened? Yeah. I mean, it's possible some illusion magic going on. You know that that, that could have been fucking with your head. There could have been something else going on. You're 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 really unsure about the source, but yeah, something definitely magical happened. You got fucked with, and you don't know from what. Guys, I'm sorry. Um, there's something here. We gotta go. <coughs> and not kobolds. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. What the fuck was that, Jonathan? Brady, look, Brady. I slapped the sense by- back into him. No, no. I think I saved because it's a round by round save. Nope, um, nope. I smacked it back into you. Anyway, again. so I think something is made me see all the kobolds we just left coming after us. Coming after me. Y'all were gone. Uh, no. I'm just telling you what I experienced. There's something fucked up going on. We need to go. I'll say at this point, we're out of initiative if you guys... Did you start seeing this when you put the sword away? Yes. What the hell is that sword? I don't know, but it, this, this wasn't in the manual. I don't, don't, don't touch it again. Nope, nope. And, right uh, into the bag of holding, maybe. Carlton. Jonathan the Magic Muscular is actually going to take off the sword and drop it. Uh, Jonathan, you put the sword away in the scabbard and you go to unbuckle it and you, nope, you don't want to unbuckle this, the sword. You like this sword. This is a good sword. I want to try and sneak up on Jonathan and steal the sword. No, don't. Like, I okay. want to put it in the bag of holding. I don't know if I can get the bag of holding from, from Carlton or something while I'm doing this or kind of stealthily. I'm the sneaky guy. That's kind of, kind of my, my deal. I don't want to even touch it. I just want to try and get it and put it in the bag of holding and then deal with it later. Well, are you trying to sneak up on him to take it or are you just going to try to grab it from him? I'm going to try and sneak up on him and take it. All right. Give me a stealth check. I'm going to say your stealth check is at disadvantage, though, because like you're all hyper aware at this moment. Gotcha. And there's really nowhere to hide. So you're basically trying to be like, hey, don't look. You're trying to be nonchalant more than sneaky. Yeah. All right. Disadvantage. Ah, well, 11. Uh, Jonathan, what's your passive perception? Uh, let's see here. 12. You uh, put the sword in the scabbard. You have this thought about dropping it, and you're like, no, I want I want to keep this thing no matter what. And you see Travancore, like, inching up on you. Travancore, what's going on? You want to lose that sword. It made you see, uh, it made you think we were kobolds. Think about this logically. Why wouldn't you want to get rid of this thing? Um, okay, I'll take off the sword. And I guess I don't do anything. You can unbuckle it if you want, but you won't drop it. I mean, why? It's a great sword. Um, don't or don't do anything. We'll unbuckle it off of you for you. Just don't don't hit us when we come and do it. Now, Jonathan, this is your sword. No, I I'm gonna. It's it's safer with me. Jonathan, I think that sword made you hurt us. Yeah, I something is going on. Definitely, it's the sword. I don't, I don't know that it's a sword, but yeah, there's something going on because then the kobolds are gone. Then show us that it's not the sword. 
We will not take it. All you have to do is take it off your body and put it on the ground and count to five, and then you can pick it back up again. Got it. And he does nothing. <laughs> if you think that you can put it down on the ground and pick it back up again and no one's going to come for it, you'll do that. I mean, it's still yours. It's still within your grasp, within your reach, but you won't, you won't let them take it. If I, I apologize. I'm not, not used to role-playing a, com- a, a compelling effect like this. Uh, I know. That's why, I'm, that's why I'm helping. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'll put it on the ground. Walk away from it. All right. I'm going to try and walk away from it. Do I actually walk away from it? Nope. Bernie's going to cast hold person. Okay. All right. Uh, Jonathan does not walk away from it. Bernie casts hold person. What's the save? I think you should uh, make whatever a it wisdom is, I fail save, <laughs> saving throw. I'm Wait, pretty did you sure roll it's it? the same DC as mine. So Yeah, he's my DC. Uh, I might barely not save. 16. Yeah, I only get a 13. So Okay. Yep. Uh, Bernie, <laughs> you he is held. Uh, I think it's a minute. A minute. Carlton, I want you to listen to me very carefully. Okay. Don't touch it. Get it in the bag of holding, but don't don't put your bare skin on it. Got it. Okay. I think I... Okay, Travancore, I got Travancore, can you help him do this? You know what? I was just thinking, like, maybe the reason this is happening is because this is another piece of home. Like, maybe this is an effect it has on people that are from outside of my home. My I don't know if I can Travancore, a roll a history check. Yes, please. Please walk, and thank you. Walk and check. Walk and check. Walking and checking. Ticking. Great. Seven. Fantastic. I'll, I'll say this. Even with a seven, you do remember that you were told that it wasn't just the bow that was stolen. It, there were weapons. Yeah. And while you don't know the nature, like, you never found out the nature of the other weapons, you were told there were more than one. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. If I cover my cloak with my bare skin, I have gloves, right? I don't have, like, bare skin. I, I got it for the wintertime, right? So it wouldn't be touching my actual skin. Yeah, I'm guessing all of you have some way of so picking, of mittens. I, Carlton has mittens. Cannon. I could potentially put this in the bag of holding because of everyone here, It's even with my paltry history check, like, it's least likely to affect me. Okay. I'll say this also, uh, Travancore, because, I mean, yes, it's a seven, but it only happened about an hour ago. You do remember you were holding this sword. That's true. And then handed it over to to Jonathan, so. All right. I'm going to mosey on over there. Hope Jonathan doesn't, like, hit me or try and do anything to me. He's I'm going to move oh, he can't. He's held. Oh, he's I'm, held. I'm right, held. So it doesn't had, matter. You're on the clock, buddy. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm putting this thing in the bag of holding without touching okay. my bare skin. You... Gloves on, grab it by the scabbard. Uh, Carlton holds open the bag of holding. You throw it on in there. Carlton, can you can you carry Jonathan? Can the bear carry Jonathan? I can carry him. And I pick Jonathan up and I try to put him in the bag of holding and then realize Wait, he doesn't no, fit. No, 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 no. Remember, we did that experiment and it did not end well. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a little he's a little too pudged to fit in here. Yeah, that's fine. I you need might have you to carry him. to knock him out. Don't kill him. I need you to knock him out. I have a better solution. I take his spell book. I put it in the bag. I Jonathan? Then... Wait, 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 wait. If I remember correctly, I think Jonathan's spell book is like in an in- interdimension. Where's your spell book? It's in a pocket dimension. Yeah, Carlton. All right, well, I, I pat him down looking for the spell book. Yeah. And it's not there. So I was like, okay, he does things with his mouth and his hands. So I rip off a piece of my shirt and I like gag him and then I rip off like my belt and then I like bind his hands with it. 
That's not going to okay. be enough. Not every spell requires your voice or your hand. We need to knock him out. I think his component pouch and put it in the, and his arcane focus and put it in the bag. I don't have an arcane focus. It's the muscles. It's the muscles. We got to knock him out, Carl. Yeah. Knock him out. He'll All right. Right I'll, on the bear. I'll, I'll, I'll wail on him. I think, I think he's going to try to fight us to get the sword back. Yeah. All right. Well, so because Jonathan is held, he is incapacitated. So uh, any attack you do on him will be an automatic crit, but I'm assuming you're doing non-lethal damage. Which means I I only really need to hit him once. Depending on how much you roll, probably. All right, well, I rolled a natural crit. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) All right, so uh, I get to roll two more d12s. Uh, So right now it's 15. Wait, is there literally no mechanic to knock someone unconscious without taking away most of their... He's doing it. B- basically, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna make you guys wail on him forever, I'm gonna Another say... Another 16 points. I mean, does that drop you to zero? Oh, yeah. Okay. I figured that would drop him to zero. If it didn't, I'd, because this is good for a minute, I'd say that Carlton would just whack him on the side of the head until he drops But I actually zero. rolled a crit so everybody drink. Yeah. Well. All right. Jonathan, the last thing you see as you are being That's held That's two nights is... in a row, Jonathan. I critted on you. Well, sadly, yeah. That Thank you. That makes me feel awesome. This whole thing is awesome. Put him on the bear. All right. Shadow, be careful. Well, just don't rub it in people's faces, all right? This is already a pretty shitty situation. You guys are going to put Jonathan on the bear? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, someplace soft. Yeah. Also, I don't have sleep. Sorry, Jonathan. That's all right. Sleep is a pretty shitty spell anyway. Sleep doesn't work. Okay, you it guys. It works great against party members. <laughs> Which is what I was thinking. I know, right? I had to keep you from attacking us again. I didn't mean for you to lose all your goddamn hit points. All right, Jonathan is bound and laid over the, the back of Shadow. Shadow, who is um, incredibly careful with Jonathan on his back. And you guys begin the trek. I mean, or... Do you? Do you begin the trek or do you do... Is there something else you'd like to do? I think we I just need to get out of here. We need to get the fuck out. That's what yeah. we need to do. Okay. I'll be a kind DM and say you do know at this point that you can use the nut. It's true. We can use the nut, but like... But this is a bad spot to do it, I think, it's like with all the kobolds around. Bad yeah. Bad spot. Bad Bucks uh, flies on uh, onto Bernie's shoulder, nuzzles you, and then pulls you toward the direction you were going with his tiny pygmy owl strength. Like, let's go. Let's let's just let's go. Um, I can think of one space where it might work, but let's let's get let's. Okay. Are you guys going to book it? Are you going to be stealthy? What would you like to do? I think we need to book it. Yeah. I think they know we're leaving, and I think they need to know we're leaving. I think the kobolds have bigger problems. The only problem we probably run into is the drow at this point. All right, I would like all of you who are conscious to roll perception checks as you wind your way back through these tunnels. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out polymorphcrafts.com and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at polymorphcrafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com.
We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. Play with some of the Forgotten Realms' most iconic heroes, like Minsk, Boo, and Dritzt. Characters from Force Grey, like Arkin the Cruel, and even Strix from Dice Camera Action. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who make Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. This code expires on April 29th, 2018 at 9 p.m. Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. K-E-W-L-A-T-U-A-W-H-A-M-A-W-N-Y. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. All right. I would like all of you who are conscious to roll perception checks as you wind your way back through these tunnels. Um, Carlton? That is going to be a 15. And Travancore and Shadow? Travancore got a 20. Shadow got a... Did this roll? Nine. Actually, that kind of makes sense. He's probably going to be very concerned about making sure that Jonathan is comfortable in his back. I want to make sure sh- that d- my fire buddy is okay. <laughs> Bernie and Coco Snoot. Bernie got a 23 and Coco Snoot is a 13. Okay. There's in the next two hours, as you guys wind your way back through the tunnels, using Coco Snoot and Shadow to follow Evelyn's scent backwards, the, uh, you do remember where the trap is from before and you do at one point hear some strange noises it might be something it might be humanoids it, you're, you're not even really sure what it is but you hear echoing down one of the other halls and you manage to be quiet as you kind of pass by and sneak your way back down away from them fortunately it's not the direction you have to go in uh, you make it through these winding tunnels and to the point in where you're back at the rope ladder that leads up the vertical tunnel. At this point, I'll say Jonathan is starting to come to with a couple hit points. Jonathan, you're bound and gagged on a bear. Uh, you don't feel any compulsion to get the sword. You've lost attunement to it. Mm. Hey, buddy. Mm. So mm. sorry about this. But, yeah, okay, you gonna try to kill me when I take mm-mm, these off? Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And Jonathan the Magimuscular makes like a spider motion with his hands. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, mm-hmm. No compulsion, okay. Oh, it's a bitsy spider. Uh, Bernie's gonna walk up to him really quick and, uh, oh, hold on. That's not healing words that I want. It is cure wounds. Yeah, the touch one does. The touch more. one. I always yeah. want the touch one. You gotta have. If you can, that does more. Yeah. I think that's the the, yeah. the higher one. Healer gonna heal. All right, you get twelve hit points back, which means you have what fourteen is what we're saying. Uh, thirteen, yeah. I think. Thirteen, which is actually only three less than when we knocked you out in the first place. Oh wait, no, that's me. That's a lot less than when we knocked you out in the first place. Sorry, friend. So I have twenty hit points now, and you have thirteen. Okay. Um. Sorry that. That we knocked you out, but you were a danger to yourself and others. Mm-hmm. 
Let's, uh, Travel Corey, do you want to untie him? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to percept check Jonathan just to make absolutely certain that he's not a threat. You might want to change an- that to insight. Insight. Well, he has to change it to insight unless you just want to see how he <laughs> physically is. So give me an I, insight check. I look bad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so that's a four, but uh, full disclosure, that is a one. And I think I get to tell you why, I'm, why I failed this check. Yep. All right. What uh, instead in this case instead of why do you fail the check? What do you see? Man, these these Faerun types just can't handle our weapons. It's just um, this guy. I I don't think I should untie him. Like I think it'd be better to wait, get home first, make sure that he can't be a threat to us again because we got enough to worry about without having to untie this fellow. So I actually at a one, I don't untie him. Jonathan the Match Muscular. Has contingencies. Bernie's gonna look over at Travancore and be like, "What, are you, Travancore? What are you doing? Untie him." <sighs> All right. Yeah. So, so yeah, Travancore unties him. Lest everyone think that he's something going on with him, so he unties Jonathan. Okay. Okay. Thank you, because nobody else has spider climb. I know. That's why I was like, "Well, shit, we've got to wake <laughs> him up eventually." It's like, yeah, uh, your hesitation. Uh, just meant we can't get out of here as fast. Spider climb. Oh, I would be understandable, though. You, you cast a fireball at us not too long ago, guy. I, I know that, but I really wanted that sword for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, you did want that sword. And when you... I put it away, I saw kobolds. It was fucked up. You tried to blow me up. I tried to blow up kobolds in front of me. I didn't know it was you. I'm sorry. And as as he's doing this, he, he like goes in for a hug on Bernie. And it's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Bernie hugs him back and says, apologize to the dog that you almost killed. I, and he gets down on, Jonathan gets down on his knees. He cups Baron Von Kokosuit's giant head in his also kind of giant hands and says, Baron Von Kokosuit, I'm very sorry I put you in that kind of danger. I won't do it again. You are a good boy. Baron Von Kokosuit says, Yes, owl man, I forgive you. And it comes out as a little bark and a lick on your face. <laughs> <laughs> you are, you are all, you are. Travancore is bear man, and Robin uh, <laughs> is wolf man. You are all the 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 men that belong to your animals. We're all different kinds of scouts. Other well, owl scouts, though, and and we're we're all we all uh, answer to the uh, answer to the Bernie heart of a wee below. Yes, everyone <laughs> here. Although even even Coco Snoot would say that Bernie is the dog woman. <laughs> she is the dog one. She is my Bernie dog woman. Yeah, he's like dog is good. <laughs> and I'm assuming you get off of of Shadow now that you're untied. Yeah, and okay. uh, and on my way off, it's like, all right, well, probably need to get out of here, and we can have. I, I suggest we go right to the Amethyst Acropolis to figure out what's going on with that. And they point to the bag of holding, not the bag of holding. What's in it? We tell them what's going on. We tell them there's a dead cave dragon. We tell them everything. We need, and also. I have an idea for what we might want to do with ourselves going forward. Oh, okay. Um, also, I Amethyst Acropolis, great for um, the sword, but when it comes to the devil, I've got someone else who's probably a little better suited to taking care of that. Okay. Oh, right. We can, 
this might be the kind of thing where we have to engage multiple resources. So, yeah, totally. Okay. But let's uh, figure out why this sword tried to get you to kill us first. We yeah. had a little time on the devil. Let's uh, let's load up. L- let's dig with much dignity. Load up the Baron von Coco snoot into the burning basket and much get dignity. going. And you guys are going to basically do the reverse of what you did on the way down, the spider climbs, the climbing, the the thing. Yeah. Yes. I will do this last time. I did not get the nauseated and I would like to not <laughs> vomit on your fur this time. Because this is not your first rodeo doing this literally and up is a little easier than down. <laughs> shadow, shadow rodeo. Shadow exactly. in a cowboy hat trying to oh buck my God. people off Distinguished <laughs> adventurers, children of all ages. <laughs> that's a, wait, that's a, wait, that's a circus. Yee-haw. <laughs> Yee-haw. I will say for the sake of expediency that we're not going to role play the whole thing again. Also, up is a little easier than down, but yeah, you guys are able to, to climb the rope. You guys are able to get yourselves up and uh, out of this kobold warren, out of these caves that the dragon had made, back into at least the ruins of paved stuff uh, you know that you you recognize for the sake of expediency is there anything else you would like to do in the undermountain or would you like to gtfo gtfo i think we need to go up back to uh amethyst acropolis go to uh golden rock that's where we have our horses and all that shit stabled yeah i'm checking on them i gotta see a man about a thing all right, you guys uh, wind your way back up through the tunnels. You uh, don't think that you, you don't encounter anything else along the way. You think at a couple points you might hear some some low rumbles and grumbling and, and are reminded that, yeah, even though you took care of the cave dragon and Evelyn, that there is still dangers down here that keep repopulating. But you guys make it back up into the bloody fist where you find that Brun is actually locking up the the store he's actually just leaving as you make your way out of the the trap door and you can see that the sun is setting in the in the sky outside the windows and he looks up and he goes ah back again find anything this time no it wasn't that uh fortunate for us uh we did take care of a couple problem creatures down there but you know how these things go it's so vast and you make a left turn, and then all of a sudden you're four hours in, and you hit a dead end, you gotta go back. It's a whole kind of mess. But yeah, we didn't find anything down there. Roll yeah, a deception check. No dragons or anything like that. This Roll I gotta see. deception check. Well. Uh, six! Uh, he takes a very long look at you, and he looks at the rest of you who, despite healing, all look worse for wear. And he says... Okay, because we had a deal. I hate for you guys to go back on that deal. Wait, we had a deal? We had a deal. I don't think any of the players remember that we had a deal. Can we we get a reform? Well, Jonathan, the Magic Muscular, remembers because of his picture-perfect memory. Who would remember that you guys were sent down there looking for a, a stash of weaponry from the old Thieves' Guild that... 
they think is was super close to where the the bloody fist was and the deal was that if you would clear the way and find the loot cache because what he's looking for is shit to resell to make money oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you guys would have uh choice pickings i don't remember the the specifics but you would have choice pickings from from there and anything else you brought back he would buy back at a premium uh but that he would get they would get the rest and he, that's why you've been able to just kind of go in and out and in and out and in and out so he gives you all a very long look as carlton uh, says all of this and he says that's right Carlton's oh that deal sarcasm Brian. yeah sorry it's been we, we took care of that cave dragon and just messed up my head uh yeah uh-huh. we cleared the way for you also do you want to buy this armor we cleared the way cleared is a friend there's kobolds down there there's yeah. more kobolds there's more kobolds than you can make jelly out of and yeah, we had to get out of there because look how bad our buddy looks. Like <laughs> y'all, there's drought. You f- <laughs> there's the weapon cache, and we can give you guys instructions on how to get there. But yeah, if if you'll remember our deal, it is that once the path is clear, if you if you look at us, I mean, how clear does the path look right now? Well, yeah. but you said you took care of the dragon at least. That's the good yes. news. The Clearer than before. The dragon's gone. The cobalt okay. remain. But yeah. yes, would you like to buy this plate armor? Uh, maybe another time. day carlton yeah he took some it takes another long look at you remembering the moment that you were trying to like lie out of self it wasn't about lying deal. it was about forgetting the deal i actually yeah, don't know why the- you lied to him to tell you the truth the rest of the group was like why are I we lying look- because i know other parties were looking for the perconum weapons Wait, what? Yes, but you also knew that they told you that you could keep the choice weapons that basically what what john Joster- the player forgot that <laughs> yeah that's okay so he Carl, he looks at today. like you kind of half pull out this armor and he looks out at the at the setting sun and he kind of he gives you the side eye after what you had said to him and he goes eh, why don't you get cleaned up come back tomorrow when you in the morning you, okay yeah, yeah sounds good yeah I don't want to have to deal with this now and uh, you already you already you already locked up the till I get it it's cool yeah and he unless there's anything else you want to say to him he'll let you out and lock the door behind you as you guys leave okay. As you step out into the the water havian sunset, which is gorgeous, it is freezing. You've been down in these warrens for what seems like forever, but you've you've just come up. As the sun is setting, it is absolutely freezing, but it is crystal clear air. It feels good to breathe and not get the stale stench of of the under mountain anymore. It feels like a little bit of a weight is off your shoulders. And while there's there's still shit that needs to be done, it feels a little bit better to be out in the open air and thinking about doing it. And we'll pause there. Okay. As next time, we will continue with uh, what sounds like a laundry list of things everybody wants to do. Yeah, I yep. kind of wish we could have gotten to that. I know, but... I mean, but... it's late, though. Yeah, we had to start know, late, so but... we knew it was, it was only going to be about an hour, hour and a half, but that's okay. How much this experience is... do I get for knocking the... Knocking uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular out accidentally. Do we at least get 270 experience each? Please and thank you, kind DM. For the fight with Jonathan, which I know was not fun, but was really well RP'd by all of you. And I appreciate the, uh, especially those of you who might know what's really going on, not metagaming. I super duper appreciate that because I know there was probably moments in where some of you knew exactly what was going on. And and Jonathan, I know you were put in a very difficult position, and I I really appreciate you expected you. someone a lot dumber to get that. 
No, I was expecting... Well, okay, I expected you to eventually end up with the sword. I was also expecting when Jonathan ended up with the sword, uh, not failing the intelligence saving throw. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes weird things happen. So I, I appreciate all of you uh, giving me some very good roleplay in, in a very difficult situation. I so I'll give you experience for that. I will give you experience for uh, remembering, but being okay with the fact that I totally forgot to make Coco Snoot die in the last episode. But that's our in the the cave dragon fight. He just like magically disappeared in that fight, and I was like, because I moved him off the map because I, I when we got you yeah. know blah 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 blah, and then afterwards, then I went, you know what? I'm I'm okay with forgetting that he was there. I'm totally okay with that. Like. Shadow and Bucks are much more active participants in fights, yeah. and so I think it's only fair that they had to do shit. Coco yeah. Snoot is kind of literally an innocent bystander. So, but I will give experience for that, and for uh, Carlton taking that blow, and for Travancore for also excellently role playing a one on your intel on your for your one <laughs> on your insight and uh, not trusting what the hell was going on. Um, so basically a whole bunch of, of role-playing. I'm going to give you guys a total of 2,100 experience to split between the four of you. Woohoo! Is that the magic each. number? That will get us more. above. That should be above. Yeah, so 2,100? Yeah, 48,256 is what I have. So come next week with updated character sheets, but remember that you don't actually level up until you have a long rest, which Got it. something tells me long rest is going to be coming very quickly. Well, yeah. the sun is setting. We're yeah. kind of like a little beat that's like, like, hey shit. guys, let's shop in the morning. As you have stepped outside, you've gotten this experience. You feel this this little bit of a weight off your shoulder of surviving all of this. Uh, you get that experience and next week we'll find out what, what some of the the ramifications are. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Year patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Michael Lapointe, a.k.a. Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.